Rise and shine, you Syracuse superfans. It's time to pour yourself a tall, delicious glass of orange fizz. Syracuse recruiting news, insider information, latest SU buzz. The Syracuse blogosphere comes to life on the central New York airwaves. It's Fizz Radio. What is up, Syracuse fans? It's Fizz Radio. Tim Leonard and Jonathan Hoppy here with you on the score 1260 till 10 a.m. You can also find us via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and at orangefizz.net. Thanks for joining us this morning. Hop, we've got to talk football like we've started some of these recent shows because there is a lot of buzz, even though it's kind of far away. And this week, I think we want to dive into these lines that have been released. We're seeing some early lines from Vegas, from FanDuel, and they're starting to kind of leak out day by day. But FanDuel came out with three lines in particular for three separate Syracuse games that was kind of alarming to the fan base and I think a little bit disrespectful. That's right. And we should keep in mind it's mid-June in two fronts. Can you believe it's mid-June already? (laughs) It's crazy. It's It's, mid-June and it is beautiful around here in Syracuse. So those of you out on vacation, maybe gone for the summer, Get back when you can because there's a lot to see. But it also means we're talking about spreads for football games in the fall. Pretty wild. Pretty wild. And these spreads, that's exactly how I would describe them, wild. And this is from (laughs) FanDuel. This came out about a week ago. We wrote about it at orangefizz.net. Keep in mind, this is FanDuel. So there are other lines out there. These are a bit crazy, though. You take three games, Clemson. 22 and a half. You never know. That's a lot. I mean, at home. And you can just, see it, though, right? Sure. I mean, on one side, if Clemson's going to win, maybe they do just win by 25, win by 30. I mean, I saw week one Clemson home versus Georgia Tech is 34-point favorites, I think, and no one's really going to dispute that. I'll take it's just, that. Right. It's, just the, <laughs> it's the recent history with Syracuse and Clemson is the case for a Syracuse fan at this point because – They played them tight, whether it was in Death Valley last year, obviously two years ago. At home, they win that game. So that's their case. When you see 22 and a half, I probably would have guessed maybe two touchdowns just because you think they give Syracuse a little bit more respect and you know the carry dome's going to pack that place. So the orange, the underdog there, not really a surprise. Maybe not a surprise also underdogs against NC State. That's a road game Thursday night, Carter Finley. We've been talking about it all offseason long. It's one of the key games. Both teams coming off a bye. Well, Vegas, in this case, has Syracuse as 10-point underdogs. That's a state team that might win five games this year. That's the most disrespectful. The other line that FanDuel released is Pittsburgh two-point dogs at home as Syracuse to Pittsburgh, which is also surprising. You'd think they'd be favored against the Pittsburgh team. That's a head-scratcher, especially at home in the Dome. Last year, they were evenly matched. This year, you know, Pitt loses those running backs. Syracuse does lose the quarterback, but that's a head-scratcher for a home game, especially mid-October, a Friday night game. If you're working the same logic that you're working against NC State, you'd think Syracuse would be favored in that Friday matchup against Pitt. It's... It comes down to, I guess, brand image, and Syracuse is still not at that level yet. They're still not known for their football team. NC State has had more success recently, and Pittsburgh has had more success recently, and obviously Clemson has, and that's why they're 22.5-point favorites. But that NC State line is the one that really surprises me because, like you said, 
pretty much anywhere you look, whether it's Athlon Sports or some of these other early publications right now, they have Syracuse as a better team than NC State in the standings in the ACC Atlantic, projected wins, you name it. And I know it's a road game. I know it's Thursday night, and that's a tough environment. But that's a game that you'd think if Syracuse was dogs, they'd be maybe field goal, four-point dogs in that game. And 10 points just feels like an awful lot. That's the most disrespectful line for me of the three that we just mentioned. A touchdown and a field goal right. against the Wolfpack that are replacing a lot of guys. I think what I've really found out over the past couple of weeks, if you're in on this team being good and you think these lines are disrespectful, you believe in Tommy DeVito. And it sounds simple, but I think we're in that camp. We saw him last year. Many of us who follow the program regularly aren't that concerned. I mean, we saw Julian Wiggum on Twitter, former player. He had a lot of good things to say. Yep. He's riding high on this team. People that aren't aren't that familiar with Tommy DeVito. That's what I've come to realize. The national people that say, oh, Eric Dungy's gone. Who is this DeVito guy? And sure, he might not pan out. And the criticism that says he's never been the guy, he's never started a game, yeah, he might not be that good. There's two sides to it. And both sides have a case at this point because we just don't know much. I mean, it's wild to think that he hasn't started a game. That first start will obviously be liberty for him. We do know the line based on a lot of sites for that game is 17 and a half right now, 16 that and a half. That seems right, fair. Right yeah, on it, it seems fair. I mean, nothing crazy. Hugh Freeze and company are probably going to be a little jacked up for that game, but what can you expect from a Liberty team that's just making its way into FBS competition? And that's a, obviously a, a tall task to win against Syracuse. That's a veteran team, too. And I know we're going to preview Liberty more and more as the summer goes on. We expect to have a beat writer on this Fizz Radio sometime in the next few weeks to sort of break down the flames and what they're looking at. Because I'm sure you're thinking, just like we are, how good is this team? Is this a team that says Syracuse is coming in, let's beat them? Or is it, wow, a 10-win Syracuse team is coming into our newly renovated Williams Stadium, look out. So we're going to get all those details coming up later this summer because I'm curious to hear about it. On paper, it seems like a pretty easy Syracuse win. Maybe easier than Maryland for sure, just based off the track record. But Hugh Freeze, a good football coach, you never know. And he's had success, whether it was at Ole Miss You can't or deny that. He's a weird guy. But yeah. he, <laughs> he, <laughs> he might not agree with his opinions. Right. But. He, he's, he's a good football coach. And he's got a brand associated with him. So that's going to be interesting. Obviously, 17.5 feels pretty fair. I've got some ACC championship odds here I want to run by you because – This is interesting to me. So obviously Clemson's the heavy favorite, but it'll be curious to see how Syracuse stacks up with some of these other teams. Clemson right now is minus 300 right around there, which means you risk $300 to $100 on the Tigers winning the ACC championship. So this is winning, not appearing in. Yes, winning the championship, like winning the title game once it's between Atlanta and Coastal. So it's got to be them at the top of the Atlantic, and then the next few teams have got to be coastal. Right, you'd think so. So that's what they did, basically. Miami is plus 800. They're kind of the clear second right now, and that's interesting because in terms of if you just break down the coastal division, Virginia Tech is next at plus 2,000. Virginia is actually pretty far back at plus 2,500. So again, that means if Hmm. you threw $100 on each of these, you'd make 800 on Miami, 
2,000 on Virginia Tech, and 2,500 on Virginia to win the ACC championship. Give me the Cavaliers. Yeah, that's pretty good odds. odds, I thought they might be the second. And I guess Vegas is thinking if one of these teams, okay, Virginia might have the best odds of making it there, but then actually beating them because Miami maybe has the highest ceiling. Right. That's how it would pan out if Tate Martell becomes the quarterback that and they're everyone also the thought most he was going to be. At this point, you look at Miami, they have a new head coach that's never coached before, Manny Diaz. They do have some returning pieces there, but a new quarterback. Got there's a damn good defense, too. Right. And that's the one thing we do know. That's obviously what Diaz has been known for. But the question is can they convert the offense there? And. I mean, with having them being the most unknown, I think that's why they're plus 800. Because would it shock you if Miami just took over the Coastal this year? No. And you know what's funny? We always talk about Miami trying to get back to those glory days. Even when Butch Davis was there, everyone thinks about Jimmy Johnson. But really, those days, right, the U when the tape comes out of Greg Olson and all those guys with the (laughs) music video, that's what you think of. Seventh floor crew. Miami really hasn't been that prominent. It feels like they're always trying to get back there. Right. How many how many times have they actually had the swagger? It seemed like last year maybe with the turnover chain they were getting there. It felt like they were set up last year to make that leap and it just, they just didn't, didn't have happen. a quarterback. Right. Mark Rick just could not find that consistent quarterback play. And that's gonna hurt you because think about it, they had Travis Homer at running back too. He was pretty solid. They just could not find anybody. Rozier was the quarterback. Nikosi Perry, who was competing for the job this year, was in there as well. So now if Tate Martell can come in and play well and the defense is there too, it could be a really good team. But I like Virginia. I mean, Bronco Mendenhall, it's essentially, as we've talked about on this show before, it's essentially the Syracuse of the Coastal. Yeah. Uh, Bronco Mendenhall, what he did at BYU, what he's doing at Virginia – Bryce Perkins is a really solid quarterback. They've got a good defense, a couple of lockdown corners. I think Mendenhall is in his fourth year as well, right? Right. Lines up with Baber. Yeah, that was about the same hire. And those were probably two of the best hires of the entire cycle in the country. So sticking with just the overall ACC championship odds, this is odds to win the ACC championship. Clemson minus 300, Miami plus 800 is second. FSU is third at plus 1,400. So you'd risk $100. If they win it all, you win $1,400. Syracuse is the fourth team listed at plus 1,600. So they are just behind FSU, but fourth overall is pretty solid. Again, a lot of this is brand image and kind of like what we talked about with that fan duel lines you got miami and fsu at the top ahead of them and clemson that makes sense but they're getting a decent amount of respect there i feel at 1600 that's pretty solid again i can see why florida state is ahead of them because they've got all that talent and florida state when you're loaded with four stars and a few five stars can willie taggart figure it out i can see that but decent amount of respect because i mean let's be honest other than those teams you mentioned, who's got a shot? I mean, the ACC yeah. these days. They've got NC State at plus 2,000, so they're in the same range as Virginia Let's, Tech. Uh, if State didn't make it last year or the year before, happening. I mean, it's it's not it's not going to happen this year. And they might be trending in the right direction, but there's no way. I mean, their chance to, you know, go deep and make a run at the college football playoff seemed like last year. Yeah. 
Well, that's the ACC championship odds. We're getting closer and closer to football, and you can follow all our content at orangefizz.net online, also orangefizz on Twitter. When we come back, we'll talk Andre Jackson, the 2020 basketball target. We got some breaking news on him that came out last week. It's going to be interesting to watch. Keep it locked right here on Fizz Radio. All right, we're back on Fizz Radio. Tim Leonard, Jonathan Hoppy here with you until 10 a.m. this morning on the score 1260. Andre Jackson is the big basketball target for Syracuse basketball in this 2020 cycle that they are after. He has been linked to SU, a guard slash forward out of Albany that is a four-star prospect, top 50 on most sites, whether you look at ESPN or 24-7 sports. And for a while, it's been consensus that he is coming to Syracuse Last week, though, SU got some kind of down news on that front because he announced or there was a report on Twitter of someone announcing that he is taking an official visit all the way out west to UCLA with the new head coach there, Mick Cronin. He lands an official visit with Jackson. And all of a sudden, Jonathan, it's getting to be a little bit more of a conversation as to where Andre Jackson is going to go to school. You'd assume Syracuse is still the front runner, but this makes it a little more interesting to monitor going forward. Is UCLA really even that big of a brand? Not anymore, but you know, if you're taking it an still official visit, you? it look, as there's a Syracuse two ways. fan, I just sure you don't want your guy that you think you've going to you're going to get to go elsewhere. But UCLA, I feel like maybe 10 years ago, that might have been more of a scare. Yes. He is going all the way out right. west. And there's That's two ways way. to look at that. It's one is, you know, he just using the official visits that a recruit has allotted to them, which makes sense. I mean, if you're a junior in high school, why not take basically a free trip out west and enjoy kind of the sightseeing, whatever? Or is he, Go to the beach. is he seriously interested in UCLA? Because, you know, recruits go about this a different way. It is a a big trip to make going all the way out west. Again, he's from Albany. He played on that AAU team that had Joe Girard, Buddy Beheim, Albany City Rocks, and he's playing on them still right now over the course of the summer. So this is a guy that Syracuse has been after for a while, and it would hurt not to get him, but he's already taken an official visit to UConn. He's taken an official visit to Syracuse. And now it appears this is probably going to be his last visit. But UCLA is a little interesting just because they have Mick Cronin now, a new head coach, and maybe he just wants to see what they have to offer. You never know a player's connection to a coach, too. Some way down the line, he could have been connected with Cronin, or he may have said something during a recruiting visit. All of a sudden, he gets the head coaching job at a major program like UCLA, That can change something. So that's something to worry about. Whenever you get a coaching change, these guys come into these programs and try to do as much as they can to attract the best talent. And that doesn't sound like any sort of secret recipe, but that's just what's going to happen. So when the coaching changes happen, you look around the country, you find someone like Andre Jackson. And here's what I would be saying if I was Cronin. I would say, listen, Syracuse is a great school. It's right up the road from you. But here's what I can offer you that they can't. I can offer you a completely different part of the country. You can start a new life out here. Better weather. (laughs) Better weather. I guess that's probably point A. But at this point, everyone uses that. Right. And you can say, come out here. Help us start this program. We like your talent, blah, blah, blah. And take a leap of faith. That's what I would offer. It's not that 
completely off from what Syracuse football is kind of probably putting on the table to these kids, saying, let's start something here. Like, you could be the part of something that's special. We've got a program that used to have a lot of tradition. Let's get it back to that level. We're excited. Fans are excited. It's a new era. Be a part of that rejuvenated era. And I think you can put that on the table. And obviously, UCLA, like you said, maybe isn't the brand it used to be, but it's still UCLA. It's still a, probably a bigger brand than Syracuse, if we're being honest here. And it's still a premier school in terms of academics, out west, you name it. And no, it's not the ACC, which is probably the best conference in college basketball year in and year out. It's the Pac-12, which is probably less fun for an Andre Jackson. He probably didn't watch many UCLA games growing up because they're on at different times and so forth. But it's still intriguing for a junior in high school if you get an offer from UCLA and get interest from them. I think most of the, most people in Andre Jackson's position would probably take that up. That's an interesting comparison you make because UCLA, Syracuse football, well, SU football, the glory days. I mean, back when McNabb was here, Pascaloni, around 2000s, late 90s, that was pretty good. Not quite to the UCLA level with Bob Wooden, which is a little further back. So you're right, both of those programs sort of clinging to those glory days. Yep. I think UCLA maybe uses that as a pitch more. I think they haven't fallen quite as off the map no, I agree. as Syracuse football did. So I think you can use it as a tool more so than Syracuse football because it does feel like UCLA. I mean, we put a poll out, Fizz Feedback. We'll get to it later in the show. I'm interested to hear what Fizz Nation has to say when it comes to does that scare you because – it's not like Colorado it's not a, is looking at this guy. Yeah, it was, I was going to say, it's not like a Kentucky or a Duke that have been poaching recruits from SU. It's it's different because UCLA usually isn't competing with a guy in Albany, New York, with Syracuse. It's just kind of a curveball. And again, this is someone that's been linked to Syracuse for a while. Crystal Ball on 24-7 Sports is basically any recruiting expert can go on there that's got an affiliation with 24-7 Sports and CBS Sports, and make their prediction. And right now, six recruiting experts have picked, all six of them have said he's going to Syracuse. This is Andre Jackson we're talking about. Didn't they botch on that? They have botched several times. Quade Green was favored to come to Syracuse. Uh, Tucker, a couple years ago, was favored to come to Syracuse. So mm, The poachers. There, there's obviously, people are quick to kind of look at the negatives of 24-7's crystal ball because you remember that more <laughs> when you got excited and then that guy didn't come. Right. Usually they're right, and these are recruiting experts. I think someone so when was you get, quick to point it out, too, at Orange Fizz yes, on Twitter. Yeah, we, we tweeted something out, and they responded right away with it, which is a valid point. I mean, sometimes this crystal ball stuff is off. You can't get in these kids' heads. And the other argument is it's been a while since someone has made one of these predictions, one of these recruiting experts. Those six came early on and obviously way before this UCLA kind of intrigue. And listen, Jackson would be a great start to this recruiting class. Yeah. When you look at him, he's a guy that can come in, sort of a combo wing player, maybe like an Elijah Hughes type, maybe not as good of a shot from what I understand. I mean, Hughes can fill yeah, it up. Yeah, he's not a great shooter, but... He's an unreal athlete that will probably be in an NBA dunk contest someday. So I mean, you like that on the corner of the zone, right? You know, out on the wings. He's got a lot of speed defensively and offensively, someone that can just get to the basket and maybe beat a defender off the dribble. Now, he's in that range of like a Jalen Carey in terms of stars and accolades as a recruit. So 
you don't know if he's going to be one and done per se and really hit the ground running, or it's going to take some time. Or maybe to he'll adjust. get lost in the rotation for us, right? Because <laughs> that's what happened to Jalen <laughs> right. Carey, obviously. So, and that's obviously always an X factor with Jim Beheim and these freshmen. But he would mean a lot to the cycle. You've already got Woody Newton, who is a good start, a top one hundred guy according to twenty four seven Sports. But we've talked about this a lot. Based on getting five guys last year, five freshmen coming in for this year from the 2019 cycle, and no one scheduled to leave, although you maybe could see an Elijah Hughes go pro, a Garrier go pro, but no seniors on this roster right now. There's not many openings, so it might just be Jackson if they get him to go along with Woody Newton, and that's the 2020 class. Yeah, that's not very exciting. <laughs> but, but again, it, I, I mean, guess it's it two is. top 100 guys. That right. I mean, compared to recent years, it's not bad, but compared no, to 2014, by the numbers, 2013, but you look at great. just two of them. But like you said, there's a lot of returning guys on this roster, and that's what's going to be interesting to see how these guys all gel together. And then you never know. Decent season this year, you add those guys into the equation next year with all that experience, could be just enough. I mean, bottom line is this Andre Jackson kid, he's exciting, he's local. We think he's going to come here. Can UCLA poach him away, so to speak? Because as you've said, pretty much everybody says this guy's coming to Syracuse. And the Twitter world, when this news came out, was a little bit concerned. It seemed like the eyebrows were raised when this happened because it was kind of out of left field. Yeah. Now, it doesn't mean that he's going to go. He could come to Syracuse. He could announce tomorrow. You never know. We, we don't know. Right. He actually could be typing the tweet right now <laughs> that he's coming talking. to Syracuse yes. and pet, put a video out there of him slapping the ball cap on if they even do that these days for basketball. I, I will say, I feel like if they do lock in a Jackson, you bring him to the fold. It feels like it could be shaping up for not this upcoming year, but two years from now to have a very solid core. If You know, there's a lot of ifs, obviously. Solid. But, That's the buzzword. <laughs> but... Buddy Beheim's not going anywhere. We know we're getting him in two years, you'd think. Joe Girard's not going anywhere, and if we'll see how he pans out. But if you get an Elijah Hughes to come back, there's a core there that could really be high up in the ACC standings going into two years from now. So Andre Jackson's a big guy. We will have the latest on him on orangefizz.net, also on our Twitter page, Orange Fizz. When we come back, I'm going to dive into football recruiting, get you all caught up on that. Don't go anywhere. It's Fizz Radio on the score 1260. Halfway home here on Fizz Radio. Thanks for listening on the score 1260 this Saturday morning, or if you're catching us online via the Apple Podcast app, SoundCloud, or Spotify. Tim Leonard here with you. We just got done wrapping up some basketball recruiting. Andre Jackson, the big news this week, making an official visit to UCLA over this past weekend and is still in the mix with Syracuse, UConn, and UCLA right there. If you missed any of that discussion between me and Jonathan Hoppy, you can check that out on one of our podcast apps. Had to record this segment after the fact, so it's just me to talk some football recruiting because Still a lot happening in the football recruiting world. We're still kind of in the early portions of this 2020 cycle, and Syracuse still stuck at three commits, which is a little disappointing for fans, I'm sure, at this point. But I really do think the commits are going to start piling up here over the next couple weeks, and that's because 
It's camp season for Syracuse football. They are hosting a lot of talented recruits over the next two, three weeks. Really, every weekend in June, they break it down by position, and a lot of guys are coming in. But just to get you caught up on the news that happened this week in regards to football recruiting, let's start earlier in the week. Jared Greenfield, a four-star safety, made his college decision, and he actually elected to go to Oregon, not Syracuse or UNC, was in the top five, were the Orange. But this was never really expected to get Jared Greenfield. He's a four-star, like I said, a defensive back all the way out west in California that never came to take a visit with Syracuse. Now, he does have a connection here. The coaching staff at his high school in Narboon High School in California, they were there when Sean Riley was there, and that's the connection. Sean Riley, obviously, a slot receiver that's been very successful heading into his senior year with Syracuse. So Greenfield somehow got wind of Syracuse. They made him offer early on in the process, but on one hand, he put him in the top five, which is impressive, says a lot about the program, a four-star guy all the way out west, especially when you stack up the schools that were also in his top five. You've got schools really on the western region of the United States. Arizona State, Oregon, who we picked, like I said. UNC came in late. They're really the only East Coast team that was even in the mix on this guy. And it was pretty much down to Oregon and UNC, but 24-7's crystal ball had him going to Oregon all along, and that's where Jared Greenfield is going. So Syracuse misses out on him, but again, not really something that was too big of a shock. Greenfield announced that decision on Monday doing an Instagram Live. So Jared Greenfield, four-star safety off the board in terms of Syracuse targets. He commits to Oregon. And on one hand, it's sort of a moral victory, although fans, I'm sure, are tired of hearing that in regards to Syracuse football. You'd think at 10-3 and we're kind of past that point, but you still got to probably prove to some of these four-stars and five-star guys, especially that are all the way out on the West Coast, in order to come to Syracuse, and make that visit, and ultimately make that commitment, you probably have to prove that it wasn't just one good season, and certainly Syracuse is setting up to do just that this year with a lot of young guys coming back and a bright future ahead for that program. I'm sure the commits will start coming in, and, you know, it's still early, so it is. it does feel a little premature to be talking about it in this nature, but like I said, camps all throughout June, and this is really where Syracuse could turn the page and and make this recruiting cycle talks go completely 180. And a lot of these guys that came just this past weekend got offers. It was a offensive line, offensive tackle, invitees. It was kind of a specialist-type camp with some kickers and punters coming as well. But they offered a couple guys here. One of them is an athlete, kind of like Trill Williams was. He doesn't have quite a defined position, per se, so far in his recruiting process, but Jordan Addison is probably going to be a wideout defensive back. That's a guy they offered who visited this past weekend and is a three-star guy with a good offer sheet. He's got Pittsburgh, ECU, Maryland, even Notre Dame and Virginia Tech, a couple, couple teams with ACC football ties right there in the mix. And it appears Pittsburgh is kind of the front runner right now for Addison. He's 5'11", 161 pounds. So you're probably saying that's kind of small for a wide receiver or defensive back, especially the weight at just right around 160. But there's still time for these guys to bulk up a little bit. 
And he's a supreme athlete, was actually a state champion in the long jump in his high school in Maryland. So this is a Maryland guy that's probably a little closer to Pittsburgh and has an offer from Pittsburgh. And that offer is actually, the tweet about it is pinned to the top of his Twitter page. So that and a couple recruiting experts lead you to believe it's probably going to be between Syracuse and Pittsburgh for Jordan Addison. Someone who tweeted about this Syracuse offer seems pretty fired up about it and is an 83.6 overall on 24-7 sports. So that's kind of in the range of the three commits they've gotten so far, maybe slightly below. But this is a skinny wide receiver defensive back that has a ton of speed, has that long jump that's a state champion in high school, and a lot of skills that bode well for transferring to the next level and probably going to be between Pittsburgh and Syracuse for Jordan Addison. Now, like I mentioned, a lot of offensive tackles were here this weekend, and that's one position where Syracuse hasn't offered a ton in relation to maybe wide receiver, running back, even quarterback, some of these other skill positions. And a lot of that's because, well, you don't really hear about an offensive tackle being offered. The news doesn't spread as wild as, say, a running back that's a four-star because that's just a little more sexy. I mean, let's face it, but... They did offer a couple offensive tackles, and Garth Barkley is one of them. Kind of closer to Syracuse coming out of Pennsylvania and York, Pennsylvania. This is a 2020 offensive tackle that really feels like Syracuse has a very good shot of getting him. And he's slightly below the rankings I just listed for Jordan Addison. He's an 81 overall. Also a three-star. Again, this is according to 24-7 Sports. But when you compare his offer sheet, Syracuse is clearing away the best school on that list. So you could look at that a couple ways. You could say, well, are they just recruiting down to their competition here? And, you know, the offer sheet includes teams like Temple, UMass, Buffalo, Bowling Green, Central Michigan, UVA is another ACC school in there. So that's kind of it in terms of Power 5 schools that Garth Barkley is getting offers from. But this is a guy, based on his size, are you ready for this? 6'7", 250 as an offensive tackle. It really doesn't get much better than that. And size is big in terms of projecting to the next level. So I think Garth Barkley someone who just visited Syracuse for the second time on this camp visit. Seems pretty jacked up about it. Cuse Nation on 24-7 Sports has said he has high interest here. Crystal Ball has him one-for-one one coming That's a guy that I'd be pretty surprised if Syracuse didn't rack up a commitment from the offensive tackle from Pennsylvania. Now, shifting gears to someone who didn't come on a camp this weekend but did make news, Latar Kinsley Jr., you might have heard his name before. He's kind of a four-star, high-end three-star, according to some sites, is a four-star. Rivals.com has a a four-star, 24-7 sports. Adam has a four-star, now he's a three-star defensive end that – actually was committed to Louisville very early on in the cycle, going back to last year. He decommitted in the spring, and he started racking up some offers. Now, the good news on Kinsley Jr., he is coming as one of those camp visits in June. He's coming on the weekend, actually coming up here in a little bit on June 20th, and that's a huge weekend for Syracuse football recruiting. Follow Orange Fizz throughout that weekend, and check out our complete recruiting guide online at orangefizz.net because That's a weekend you're going to be watching your Twitter feeds. You're going to be watching orangefizz.net and getting breaking news. If we don't get any commits until then, I promise commits will be coming 
that weekend. And honestly, just based on the nature of guys that are coming, like a Kinsley Jr. that is a borderline four-star and even a four-star on some sites, this is going to be a big weekend for the football program. So that is the good news. He's already got an official visit with Syracuse. He decommitted from Louisville. The bad news, he wasn't at Syracuse this past weekend. He was at West Virginia, the Camping Bowl World Losers, and he tweeted about that. Obviously, it was just an official visit. Take stock in that, what you want. But West Virginia kind of jumping into the fray here on this guy a little bit late. And, I mean, talk about a good offer sheet. For Latar, Latar Kinsley Jr., you've got Miami, LSU, Oregon, Penn State. That's just a couple out of a long list of Division One offers for this defensive end. He is someone that I think everyone should be monitoring going forward because Syracuse seems to have been on him very early. There seems to have been mutual interest early. He made this official visit to come to Cuse for this camp and check out the campus a long time ago. And he's a guy from Florida, a region where Syracuse has gotten some success, Pahoka, Florida. Again, this is a defensive end that bodes very well for kind of what Syracuse is trying to accomplish and establish themselves as an elite pass rushing team in the ACC. I know they've, going back to Chandler Jones, always had a couple good guys there, but Alton Robinson, Kendall Coleman coming back, they're not going to be here forever, so you're going to have to fill some spots. Latar Kinsley Jr. could be one of those guys. He did announce via his Twitter page on June 3rd that his top schools are coming soon. So watch out for that. Someone to keep an eye on. It was a busy week in football recruiting. We always have you covered over at orangefizz.net. Again, more targets coming in this week, wide receivers, tight ends, a couple guys of note. We will have articles throughout the weekend. And expect some commits coming. A guy, Justin Barron, is someone I'm really looking at because he's tweeted about it, he's sort of hinted at it, and he's a guy, a tight end that's in that three-star range, about an 83 overall, that could make it official this weekend. So keep it locked to Orange Fizz on Twitter. When we come back, Fizz feedback time. Jonathan Hoppy rejoins me on the score 1260. All right, wrapping things up here on Fizz Radio, Tim Leonard, Jonathan Hoppy. If you missed any of this show, don't forget to check out Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, you name it, we're on there. Also, you can go to orangefizz.net, find this post, and all of our written content on Orange Fizz. Time for Fizz feedback here, and we put out a couple polls on our Twitter page, Orange Fizz. The first one, how worried are you about 2020 target Andre Jackson taking an official visit to UCLA? We touched on this earlier in the show. This came out last week. The four options we gave, the first one, not worried. We got him. We're still feeling good. The second one, eh, still feel good overall. The third one, definitely more nervous now. And then the fourth option was very worried he's not coming after they saw the news that he has an official visit to UCLA. It's pretty even spread across the board here. Leading the way right now, uh, still feel good at 38%. And then 28% behind that by 10% is Definitely more nervous now. And I think I kind of fall in the definitely more nervous now camp at this point, just because, like we said, it's UCLA. It kind of came out of left field. It's a curveball. And if anything, it went from, oh, we got this guy to, uh, I don't know now. And when you're already really confident, it just tends to make you feel a little bit more nervous when you see something come out of left field like that. I can buy that. I'd probably put myself in the ass, eh, still feel good, just because. 
we don't really know what he is thinking. And I know that's kind of the whole point of this poll is to pretend like we do. But Jackson going out to the West Coast, you never know what's in his mind. I'd say still feel good about it. And I think a lot of people out there feel that way. And maybe that's sort of a cocky mindset to have. Like, okay, he's a local guy. He's going to come to Syracuse. That's just how it's going to be. It feels like it's been in the works forever. Right. And it's always been so on the forefront So why is that going to change mind. now? Well, maybe UCLA has something to say about that. And maybe their new head coach is given a little different option to the table. You know, it's around this time when some of these guys, he's a junior right now, say, Actually, my dream school all along, maybe it wasn't the right place for me. Go Bruins. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? I mean— Not actually. 13%, though, are slamming the panic button. Right. I, I can't really get behind that. Yeah. 13% said, very worried he's not coming. That's a little pessimistic for me. If you've got <laughs> six for six on Crystal Ball, and based on what we know, he's obviously been to Syracuse already and seemed to have had a good time. He's gone to games. He's been to camps. I mean, this is a guy that's been all over the Syracuse area and honestly probably is a Syracuse basketball fan for all we know, at least growing up in Albany area. 21% were on the opposite end of the spectrum and said, not worried, we got him. And that's probably just looking at the crystal ball stuff and saying, if six recruiting experts, all six of them are saying he's coming, I believe them. They know more than me. Let's see what these recruiting guys know, because if there's still six out of six, I'm pretty confident about it. Right. There's no reason not to be at this point. The other poll we put out this week on our Twitter page for Fizz Feedback, what should Vegas set the Syracuse football over under this season for wins at this year? We gave four options. The first one, 7.5 or 8 wins. The second one, 8.5 wins. The third one, 9 wins. And then we even went a little lofty on the fourth one, 9.5 wins. Remember, they won 10 last year counting the bowl game. So those are the four options we gave out. It feels like right now leading the way is it's a two-headed race between seven and a half or eight at 40%, and eight and a half people are responded 41% of the time, saying eight and a half on our poll here on Fizz Feedback for what should Vegas set the Syracuse football over, under, and wins at this season. It feels like that's pretty fair, and honestly, probably Vegas is going to set it at like seven and a half just because they want to see more proof from Syracuse. They don't believe in that brand yet, probably, because it's an overall consensus of the country. You have to keep that in mind. But if they set it at 7.5, I'd happily take the over at this point, I'd say. Well, there's a lot that goes into over-unders, certainly, because when you think about a football season, I mean, we're talking about them picking up that elusive eighth win in November. Yeah, (laughs) that's a long ways away. I mean, a lot can happen from them until now. So when you start getting towards that eight and a half mark, that's when you start talking about a really good team, one that you expect to win more than eight games. And a lot of people say that Syracuse could win more than eight games. I'm one of them right now. We'll see if that changes by the time we do our official early season predictions. But right now, you got to lean towards around the 7.5 mark. I'd even say 8 is probably the over-under for me, and I know sometimes you like to get that half in there to avoid a push at all costs. Mm-hmm. But this seems like an 8-9 win team, and 9 wins in the regular season last year. Schedule this year more favorable. You've got Clemson at home. You never know what could happen there. There's a lot of signs that say 
this could be another double-digit win team, including the bowl game. That's the biggest thing for me. It's the schedule that is it's favorable. And you look across the ACC, some teams have a tougher schedule. A team like Florida State has to play tougher non-conference games. UNC even has a pretty tough schedule starting with a neutral site game against South Carolina. But if they put it at 8.5 and, and you had to pick one right now, would you take the over? I think I'd go under at 8.5. I'd take the over right now. Really? Yeah. Because you look at the schedule, they're probably going to start four and one. And I know we could sit here and play this game all day long, but if they start four and one, you've got NC State, Pitt, Florida State. I'll get two wins out of that. That's putting me at two losses, still 10 wins. And then for the rest of the season, the schedule really lightens up in my mind because you've got Boston College, Louisville, Duke, and Wake Forest. I think that's at least three wins, which puts you at nine. Well, we will have to wait and see for the Vegas over-under for Syracuse football this season. That's all the time we have on Fizz Radio this week. We will be back next Saturday, 9 to 10 a.m. right here on The Score 1260. You can also catch us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify. We're everywhere. Thanks for joining us this week, and we'll talk to you next week.